Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the LMAYT podcast. I am your host, Nick, and we are joined by a special guest, um, my boy, my realtor, friend since fifth grade, Frankie Rivera. Hello, hello. What's going on? We're going to be talking not Titans football today, but NBA playoffs. Um, as always, we are brought to you by Eastside Legal LLC. That's Eastside Legal LLC. If you have questions, issues with the law, um, the lawyers at Eastside Legal, with over 25 years of combined experience, can help you with everything from bankruptcy to family law. That's Eastside Legal LLC, Eastside Legal LLC. All right. Now that we've got the promotional stuff out the way. All right. All right. Let's um let's jump into this, right? Like this we we're, we're recording this on May 8th, the day after the Raptors have been swept from the playoffs. And um I didn't expect that. I mean, I didn't necessarily think they were going to win, but right. I I was surprised that they lost in four games, really lost in three games because last night's game was basically a scrimmage. Right. Um but my question to you is, like, what do you think the Raptors should do? You know, this series, for sure, took me by surprise. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that the Raptors were going to get swept yeah. in four straight games, since especially losing the first two at home and being the number one seed. Yeah. That was that was tough, tough to watch. And, you know, as an NBA, well, as a basketball fan, you, you kind of hope, you know, the regular season, everybody knows it's a regular season, then, you know, you watch it, but it's not as exciting as... Because, you know, when the NBA regular season's happening, you look towards March Madness. Yeah. And after yeah. March Madness is over, you look towards the NBA playoffs. Yeah. So when, you know, when you see the rankings, you see what seed teams are playing, you, you, you look towards these matchups that you know are going to happen. And when I saw the Raptors, you know, going up against Cleveland, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a good, great challenge for LeBron. And this is going to put the, the two stars, the two all-stars, Kyrie Laurie and... I would say his name wrong. DeRozan. DeRozan. Yeah, um, yeah. It's going to put them in the league where they should be. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're great athletes and they're great basketball players, but it's always that that iffy. Are they are they that good? Like, yeah, Like yeah. they think they are is just because of the time and the era that they're playing basketball in just happens to fit their style of game. But, man, when they got dominated, wow. Yeah, I was – I don't know what it is. I guess because DeRozan is, uh, he can do more things and he's more physically. But I feel like he's the better player, right? And uh, and then I feel like Lowry is kind of the 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 guy who brings the toughness. Even though they're both good and they're both tough, that's the, that's the way I just kind of think of them in my mind. Right. And I, I don't know. I I knew that at no point is DeRozan the best player on the court if LeBron is. Is is, is is also on the court. Right. But I, I kind of expected him to go to another level. Right. He seems to be having that offensive career that we thought Paul George was going to have before the injury. Right. I, I'm not saying he's as good. I'm not even saying their games are like, like you know, they're, they're that similar. But mm-hmm. just in terms of ability and production, this is kind of what we thought where he's good he can be the best player on a good team, but right. you're not going to win the championship with them. Right. And but my take when I was te- uh, like texted you or messaged you the the notes for today, I don't think it's I don't think it's bad that they got beat in the second round. I think the way they got swept this last game is bad, but 
I think they could have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year right. if they hadn't played LeBron. And I think that. But could they? Could they? Going seven games in Washington. Yeah. Right. And then, and yeah, if they had had to play Boston instead, yeah. or even the Seventy Sixers. I think they would have beat the Sixers last year in the you playoffs. Think so? Last year or this year? I was thinking last year, but oh, oh, I'm this, this year, year. Oh, last this year. year after. Mm-hmm. Last night, and we may be just reacting too much. It doesn't seem like they would have beat Boston. Right. They might have hung with the Sixers just because the Sixers aren't as well coached as Boston, and they've got like younger players. I don't. I mean, I think they if they did lose, it would be like maybe in six games. I right. think they would have. So I think they would have had more of a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think that I read. I'd heard something. I think it was on Twitter where it was like. We, we tend to think that a team has to win the championship to be good or to satisfy a fan base. But if Toronto just runs it back with this team, maybe mm-hmm. makes some moves in free agency, but keep Lowry and DeRozan, they're probably never going to get past LeBron. Right. But, you know, they'll be a top three team in the East every year. Um, they'll make a playoff run, you know, I mean, it seems like that would be better than just blowing it up and then maybe getting mm-hmm. a top pick. Like, what do you? I mean, I, I, I could see that. Like, like the I know the goal is to win a championship, but I don't know if you have to. Like, if you have a team that is really competitive and really good and goes to the playoffs, you know, makes it past the first round of the playoffs for several years in a row, and you know that they're going to do that. Right. You know, is that a bad thing? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if. Even though they made the finals, but like Stockton alone, I think Utah fans would be satisfied with that run that they made. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you think Toronto needs to just go in a completely different direction? Or no, they don't. Because now, if LeBron was young, he was younger. Yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, but with LeBron being at the end of his career and and. Rosen being kind of it's like in his midway prime. Yeah, yeah. I, he's got a lot of good basketball ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. And I think Toronto's in a good position. I mean, I, I wouldn't blow the team up because they don't really have anything to offer to get great picks in return. Mm, yeah. Because the only the only um, trades that they can make is against other contenders that want those two guys on their team to help them get over the hump. Yeah. In return, they won't get as much asset and value. As to just trading them off or or whatever, um, I mean I would I mean I don't think I would blow the team up. I think next year they're going to be uh, if LeBron doesn't leave and go to the Western like everybody's predicting him going to L.A. with Paul George and yeah, whoever. Yeah. I think if he if if he does leave, I think the Raptors next year. But then again, you got the Celtics are going to be healthy next year. Yeah, I yeah I, I don't see them beating the Celtics. I don't know if they can beat the Sixers. You know, after especially after this right. year, I think I think if they had played this year, they I think they would have had a shot. But I, I don't know if they would have, um, you know, going forward. I mean, after this playoff experience, right. and then Fultz comes back, and I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it's so weird with sports. Like when a team is the number one seed, but you don't feel like they're the number one seed. Right. You know, like like if this were the NCAA tournament. And and you have a committee picking the, the number mm-hmm. one seeds out of the region. They wouldn't put Toronto number one. No, no. They, I mean, they would probably give them a two seed, right? Or a number one seed in a different region than where they are, right? But they would, like, they make them go down south or something. But they wouldn't. I don't know if anyone thought that mm-hmm. Toronto was the 
best team in the East? No, I, I don't think so. I think because of the injuries and then, you know, Cleveland's situation helped them out. You mm-hmm. know, with Celtics injuries and Cleveland blowing their team up, getting a new team middle of the season. I think that's what helped um, the Raptors. Then, of course, you have a young 76ers team who's trying to make a name. So they're, they're winning games. So I think, I think the Raptors just got the bad luck of the draw when it comes to facing Cleveland in the second round. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I do, do you think, because like DeRozan, there was a period at the beginning of the season when he was playing like an MVP candidate. Right. And you, you knew that he probably wasn't going to sustain it. Yeah. But he, he, there was that time where he seemed like a top six, top seven player. Right. Um, where is he now? Like, is he? Uh, I mean, do, do you even think that he can? I don't know. I mean, how many players do you name before you get to DeRozan as guys that you would want? Right. For now, as a role player or leading a team, it's a uh, big difference. In right. Team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true with basketball questions. You have to ask them very specifically, right. or you'll get very different answers. Because if, if you think about it, there's 32 teams in the league. So yeah. if he's not going to be your lead guy, there's 32 players you're going to pick ahead of him, right? In different positions. Yeah. So you yeah you wouldn't go that far, right? right. So I think you can win a title if he's your second best player, right? For sure, right? I don't know if you could if Lowry's your second best no. player. You right. could if Lowry's your third best. He's a good role player. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Rosen and Calari, they're two good role players. But if you have them leading your team, you're in trouble. I mean, I, I just, to me, they, they, they lack that ability to carry a team. Now, don't get me wrong. They're very talented athletes. But if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to start a league, a team today, to lead your guys, I don't think anybody's going to pick these two guys. No. Uh-uh. Now, I think Rosen would, would be a great addition to the Rockets if they don't win the championship this year. I think he could be the missing piece at it. Man, I don't know. I mean, because he doesn't see. I mean, he doesn't do the doesn't shoot a lot of threes the way they they do it. Right. Um, and I feel <clears throat> as if he's not. I think for his off, maybe if he if he wasn't the main scorer, he would be a, a stronger defender. Like right. he's not a bad defender, right. but it seems like it seems like his ability to play defense doesn't quite match. Right, what you think he should be able to do? Right. So I don't know. Maybe if he didn't have to score so much and he could focus on, on other parts of the game, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe. So maybe in Houston, I, I don't see him. I know his contract's up, right? But he's not. I, it would surprise me if he went there, right? Wouldn't it? Uh, you think it surprise you? I think so because I mean, he would be. The third best on the team, or the third main Which would be good for him. No, no pressure, no stress. Go out there, play ball. Let James Harden close out the game. Yeah, I just think if you've been the best player on a team that goes the second round, I don't know if you're looking to get less stress. I think you you want like, I think you probably want to be the star. You want to see if you can do it again with a slightly better team. I don't know. Right. I, um, but it's hard. I mean, I, I think. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next, right? You know, the next in couple months. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have another podcast and we'll talk a little bit sure. about that. Um, let's uh, 
like which rookie is playing best right now? Like that's because uh, we've got Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons. According to the rules, is a rookie, so uh, <laughs> I don't I don't want to get into whether or not he. And then Jason right. Tatum. Um, <clears throat> I mean, my two picks is Jason Tatum and Mitchell from the Jazz. Don't get me wrong, I, I like Ben Simmons. Yeah, but like somebody said earlier, you know, if I had a whole year to prepare for a test, uh, you know, I'd be a lot better as to coming straight from college to the NBA. Yeah. So, and to me, it just seems like I like Ben Simmons. He's a great athlete. You know, a lot of people, of course, are comparing him to a young LeBron, which I don't see it. Yeah. But because I guess the way he's built and um, the way he plays, and they try to say that he's got a little better jump shot. From what I hear, that he's got a little better jump shot when LeBron first entered the league, which, again, Man, I, I don't, don't see it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that, yeah. So, I think I don't, I don't think he's the best rookie right now. Yeah. I think right now is, is Mitchell, and uh, I think Jason Tanner right now are playing great basketball right now. Yeah, I think... Um... I think I, I would say right now, this moment, I would say Mitchell yeah. is playing the best of the three. Right. Just because, and maybe it's because of opportunity. I mean, he's he seems to be in sort of the worst position, mm-hmm. um, but he's playing. But he, he he's not playing like a rookie who has to get used to playing in the playoffs. He's right. playing like a, a rookie who's he's playing like a, a guy who's who's been in the playoffs before, has been in big games before, and not that the other two aren't. But he seems to be taking on a bigger load, right. and, and you know maybe if. Simmons or Tatum switched positions with Mitchell, right. they'd be doing the same thing. But since, I mean, but we don't know. So, right. uh, I, yeah, I'm a Mitchell guy right now. Uh, I do think Simmons, I mean, the one point game just is one of those things that <laughs> I think five years from now we're not going to really care. It's just going to be like Simmons haters going, right. oh, what about the time he scored only one point? Right. But I don't think it's going to really matter. Uh, that much, um, but I, I think Simmons's thing is that he's a great player. Right. But, and I think Embiid is like this too, where it's like four minutes left. We've got the, you know, right. We've run out of plays that we can run. Like everyone right. knows what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. We need someone to just go get a bucket. Right. I don't know. If Ben Simmons can go and get you that bucket, you right. know what I mean. Like he right. can get a shot off, right. and it might go in, but it's not like okay for the next two and a half minutes we're just gonna give it to him and then let him, you know. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I, and I think that's because I, I think both with Magic and LeBron, they could both score when they wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, and. They may not have been able to score in all the ways that you would have liked as as, as younger players, but you, you never got the sense that they couldn't go right. get a bucket. And I I feel like that with, with Simmons a little bit. Like, he can't – he's not quite there. Right. And I'm not one of those people I, – I don't think that he needs, like, a three-point shot or, like, a, a deep jumper. I, I think that almost – I think that if he can do too many things on the court – I think this was LeBron's problem for a while. Right. If you can do too many things on the court, it almost can work against you because you're like paralyzed by choice. Like mm-hmm. if you, you know what I mean. Whereas I, I think the fact that if you have limitations on your game, you can kind of um, it, it 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 simplifies 
you know what you're going to do on a given play. I mean, it does it makes it a little bit more predictable for the defense, but it it, it helps you. You know what you can kind of do. But I, I do think he needs. Um, you know, you know, like there was a, I think I saw a picture of where he was just standing at the three point line with the ball, and there was like no one even close to him, and you can't do that, right? You can't have that situation. But, but what do you? I mean, I mean, I mean, I think what makes it, what makes the difference between them two, Mitchell and Simmons, is it's it's the hunger that you see in their face mm-hmm. right now in the playoffs. Yeah, like Mitchell against the. Um, Against who they were just playing the Thunders. Yeah, you saw how even when it comes to the post game interviews, anything on the court, how they were just you're not going you're not going to bully us in this series, right? And right. they stood up against, and he stood up against them, and he took the rock and demanded the ball, and made things happen when they needed it. Yeah, yeah. I think there was one quarter where he dropped with almost thirty. It was like twenty. Yeah, something was in the third quarter. I mean, Mitchell just, as a rookie, just went off. Simmons has yet to put a stamp on his rookie year making that kind of a statement. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, this is not a, a knock on Simmons. He's a phenomenal player. And I think that the 76ers are in a really good position with him and Joel Embiid. But yeah. if you want to compare the two, Mitchell right now, he's got a little bit more swag uh-huh. than Simmons. I agree with that. I mean, he, he definitely. <clears throat> He seems to have a little bit of that um, that Westbrook in him, right? That that type of that that type of um, like over my dead body kind right. of thing, like. And I think you need that um, really gritty, yeah, in the play. And 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 and, I'm, and it's not that Ben Simmons isn't tough or anything like that, but he's kind of soft a little bit. You think so? I know. So the way he's his emotions, the way he plays out there. Like, when he gets mad, his face doesn't get that mad. Yeah. When Mitchell was getting mad, he was getting pissed off. Yeah. Pushing people, getting... Uh, did he did he get any uh, technical fouls or anything? I think he did in the first series, yeah. but I don't I don't know if the second one was I, I, yet. No, I don't think in the second series, but in the first series, I guess, Paul George, Westbrook, and Melo. And yeah, it was all trying. I mean, what would happen if the Thunders would play the 76ers in the first round? How would Simmons perform? What would the numbers be like? Let's let's flip it around. Mm, yeah. What would Simmons' numbers look like had he played against Miami? Who, who Dragovich, who's um, Whiteside? What's his name? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, just different athletes are going up against. I think the mountain was a lot bigger playing against the Thunder than playing against Miami, and having yeah. Joel Embiid on your team. That if you need a bucket, you can just fit it to Joel Embiid. With the Utah Jazz, with Ricky Rubio being out, you need a bucket. He said, okay, we, we don't have Rubio? Cool. I, I, I can make it happen. You got the ball. And you saw his will and his determination in that first quarter, in the first round. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he where he's at five years from now. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that uh, – and I'm not comparing his game. Right. But I just remember when, when Wade was when, – when D-Wade was a, was a younger player, you saw like, oh, this dude – yeah. You know, is legit. and then he the next couple of years you saw him. I mean, I don't think he was ever the best player in, in the league at any point, but I think he was a year. He well, you can argue, and I, sure. yeah, and, but I, he when he won that finals and he was clearly the MVP, right? Uh, you know, it was like this is like, like this is that dude, like he and, and I would say he's what 
top four shooting guard of all time. Yeah, top four. That's pretty simple. Uh, and so I, I'm, and I'm wondering if Mitchell will continue to rise. I'm, I'm hoping that this is not like his peak level. Like, but, you know what I mean? But why, why just Mitchell and not also about Simmons? Even though Mitchell's having a much better playoff performance against tougher teams. Well, I feel like with Simmons, it's it's kind of obvious where he can improve. Whereas I think with Mitchell, it's not so obvious. You think he's already peaked? No, I don't think he has. I'm just, I'm thinking it's possible. Like this, like, like he doesn't play worse than this, but this is, I mean, does he... Does he play better? Like, what's the next move? Like, 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 next year, what do you want to see Mitchell add to his game to take mm-hmm. it to the next level? Like, like, I think with, with Simmons, you kind of know. Like, everyone knows. Right. He needs, um, you know. Make better decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, for a smart player, he does. He can, he can make some bad decisions. You can, right. But, yeah, but he definitely needs, like, a move that he can go to. Right. Like, a move that, hey, it may not score. Like, it may not score, but it's like. This is the shot. If if we're down one, if Simmons gets the shot, we'll live with it. Now, are, are you now, are you looking at as to him becoming a star or becoming a great player? Because there's a difference in the two. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean great player. Okay. Like I'm, I, I'm thinking. I feel like with Simmons, there's still this sense that his ceiling is higher than Mitchell's. Um, but I don't know. I I mean because if if Mitchell again, if he has like a <clears throat> Like a, a, a five year run like like D Wade did with the with the Heat in like the mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty high ceiling. Like that's a that's an all time that that would be right. a great you know career. So, um, but I it's, I gotta admit I he kind of and I think this is probably true for a lot of people. He kind of snuck up on everyone. Like, yeah. like we thought he you know he, he was playing well and it's like okay cool right. you're doing your thing but it'll. And it never did. I, I think that the, the overshadow that Mitchell is going to be facing is that he's going to be going up against giants in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So teams are going to be more equipped to guard him than Simmons having to play against the Hornets, yeah. <laughs> the Bucks, which there's no other shooting guard that can really keep up with him. But whenever you go to, I mean, yeah, Paul George guarding you. Yeah, six yeah. seven, six eight, long and lengthy, and then now you have Harden guarding you, and then if they make it past the uh, second round, you got Durant guarding you. Oh, As to Simmons, yeah, Miami, man. you have what's his name um, from Duke, uh, Whiteside. No, um, not Reddick. No, not no, not Reddick. Came from Duke. Uh, uh, what's his name? He's, he got uh, dropped two years ago. Tatum. No, I Tatum. Jeez, um, you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. You got him, which don't get me wrong, he's a great defensive player, but he's definitely no Paul George. And then you got um, now in the second in the second round playing against the Celtics, which you know they don't really have any top defenders. They just have a collective group of guys that are just clicking on all cylinders, playing great basketball defensively and offensively. Marcus Smart. So I think that's what people are measuring his game. As to the 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 side that he's playing. About Parker, Jabari Parker. No, not Jabari. That's the Bucks. I'm talking about the. Um, this is for the Sixers. No, for the uh, Miami. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, me too. This is great for a NBA podcast. Oh, Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. Yes. 
Jeez. <laughs> weird. <laughs> we, we know about basketball. It tells you how much I, we watched the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I, mean, I mean, let's be real here. Yeah, it's just it's, it's like LeBron and then LeBron again and right. then everyone I mean, else I, and then LeBron again. I, I, don't, I don't think too many people really got up to watch the Sixers play against Miami in the first No, round. no. I mean, I think Miami is – like, like if, if, if the Sixers had um, Spolstra, right. I think they'd be scary good right, right even now. But anyway, I, you're right. I, I don't think anyone was like. So excuse me if I those names. I mean, right. I know who they are, and I know. I mean, I've watched their careers, but sometimes I tend to not remember the name. I was like, oh, that's right. He's on that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do that too, man. <laughs> See how we do it. Let's uh, let's keep it going. We um, we let's let's talk a little bit. Um, this is something I was thinking about the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that like the. The awards that we give out are regular season awards, like mm-hmm. the MVP. I almost feel like we should count the first round in grading those awards because, I mean, I think there are probably people who, like like with, with Mitchell uh, versus Simmons, it was, is Simmons a rookie? Right. But I think if you had the voting now, or even after the first round, there may have been people who like it doesn't matter if Simmons is a rookie, we're going to give it to Mitchell. Right. Uh, and I think even last year with the MVP voting, I mean, what Westbrook did, I mean, it was, it was statistically impressive. Right. Uh, even though I, I, I do believe that if Wilt Chamberlain had known the triple double would be a big deal, he would have, he would have absolutely set out to average a triple double. Oh, like, easy. He would have, he would have been like, oh. Y'all are going to care about this? Okay. You know, so I, I feel like the triple-double... Or quadruple-double. He, I think he would have done that yeah. just to be like... Just to... Because he was so stat-conscious. Right. But anyway, my point is just that I wonder if after the first round that if that had been included. I think Westbrook probably still would have won, but I think it would have been closer. I think more people would have... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it would have swung some votes towards Harden or right. maybe towards a third, um, a third candidate. But... I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think about the first round being included in the I mean, MVP I, I, voting? Well, or not the MVP voting, but no, just the yeah, all overall, voting. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the awards. I mean, the thing that I've noticed, the NBA, I think the two years now, they're, they're doing a ceremony now and doing a war show after the season's over with. Yeah. So, you know, when we were growing up, you knew who was the MVP in the first round. Yeah, yeah. You knew who was the coach of the year like a week before um, the playoffs started. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that kind of made it a little bit more, you know, exciting knowing that, okay, this guy's the MVP, this guy's the rookie of the year, this team's playing this team that's got the, the, the coach of the year, defensive player of the year. So to me, it kind of brought a little bit more oomph into the game. Yeah. When they took that out, it's like I hated waiting until the playoffs was over to know who won what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now, like you're saying is, it makes a difference when – you have a rookie like Mitchell who's just balling out of his mind right now as a rookie. Yeah. And then your Simmons had yeah, one point in one game in the playoffs. And it's sad to know that, okay, these guys make it the same distance in their conference that Simmons is still going to get MVP, I mean, uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of a little bit unfair that they're doing that. Now, they do that in the first round. Then it's kind of like, hey, you're the rookie of the year. You're supposed to be playing better. Yeah, this yeah. yeah I hadn't thought about it from that angle that, that they have that end of the year award show. And 
for probably 85% of the votes, it's not going to matter most of the time. Right. But there's that 15% of the time where you're going to feel like, after the playoffs, man, I guess he gets it. Right. I guess he's the right. sixth man of the year or whatever. You know, and, but everybody knew Russell was going to get it last year. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, I think the – I mean, just just averaging a triple double is impressive. It's hard. It it is hard. <laughs> I mean, even I mean, it, it was definitely a team effort. I mean, you saw. Like, I think the joke is always that like you if, if there's a free throw rebound, like you'd get in trouble if if, if you got the rebound instead of Westbrook. Like everyone knew to to move out of Westbrook's way so we can get those little easy rebounds. Right, right. Um, and I, you know, it's one of those things where. It's, yeah, it's Leia, last year was interesting, but I, I and, and we all knew that regardless of what was going to happen. But yeah, there's going to be those seasons where uh, it's it's, it's going to be a bit of a toss up, right. and and then we're going to be like, but yeah. then it's like Durant is playing just he's playing phenomenal right now. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, don't get me wrong, Harden is. I mean, right now I think he's the leading candidate for the MVP. But if they make it all the way to the championships, the Warriors and they. Dominate the Cavs like they did last year. The Cavs mm-hmm. are going to go to the finals this year, so I'll go ahead and just make that statement. You know, but if, even if Durant, you know, carries the Warriors, averaging thirty points a game, ten rebounds. I mean, I don't see how you could not give him the, the season MVP. I mean, to me, it shouldn't be just the season; it should be overall mm-hmm, yeah. year that they have. Yeah, Durant. Um, he's yeah. It's it's so strange because I think he gets. He kind of gets, he kind of comes up third in the conversation behind right. um, Harden and, and LeBron, um, but yeah, he, he's, I mean, he's all time great. Like if we're doing forwards, just all time forwards. I mean, how many forwards do you name before you get to him? Right. Like, I would. He'll be top five by the time he he's, he yeah, retires. I mean, I think you could argue. I don't know if he's there yet, but yeah. he's getting there. Like, like it's it's tough because I would take, I still would take LeBron's career. I would I'd take LeBron over him. I would, I would take now, Bird over. About, you talking about forward? I mean, is LeBron really a forward? I mean, he runs mostly the point, bringing the ball up. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's a forward the way that Pippen was a forward, where it's like a point forward right. thing. But I. I think he definitely is is much more of a, a he's much more of a forward than LeBron is. But right, even if you take LeBron out, I mean, just I mean, Bird is still kind of you know that, right. that standard there. Um, you know, Bird's I mean, got three though. Bird, yeah, he's got three Durant's titles. Durant's got a ways to go though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so strange because I I think I think I don't know if. If you ask me who's the better shooter, if 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 I wouldn't get mad if you who regardless of who who you say because I right. think you could, um, I think Bird's the better passer. I don't know if Bird's the better rebounder. I don't know, man. Bird, Bird was a great rebounder. Bird was mean. Um, and Bird did. I think his second season did get an All NBA right. defensive. Uh, but I think Durant's the better defender. And he's got three Finals MVPs. Three league MVPs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure his stats, and his awards are a lot bigger than Durant right now. Right. So, so you got he had Bird. a shorter career too because of his back. Yeah. So we got Bird right. Right. Is is ahead of him. Who else? 
You mean like just small forwards? Yeah. I mean, Scottie Pippen. I don't, I mean, Durant is great, but Scottie Pippen I would is take a Pippen great over, all-around player. I would take Pippen over Durant, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I would take Durant over... I don't know. I would take Durant over NBA Dr. J. I think if you include ABA Dr. J, uh, that's uh, I know that's tough, right? That's, that's, that's tough. a tough thing to say, right? Um, but even if you if you say no, Dr. J's okay, cool. That's still three. I mean, what what do you place Dirk Nowinski as a small forward or power forward? I feel like he played a lot more of a, hmm. a small forward position. Than he did in a power forward or center, even though he was just tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think he's more of a that small forward. Yeah. I then, I would take Durant over Dirk. Would you really? I would. Uh, I mean, that's that's t- that's a toss up. You couldn't go wrong with either player. No, but I think do Pete Dirk. I, I still I still think that like Pete Durant scores a little bit easier, and is still a better defender. He might be a better defender, but I don't know about scoring easy because nobody could block Dirk Nowinski's little bump turnaround fadeaway shot that he had. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, he definitely has a signature shot, and which I don't know if Durant Durant doesn't have a signature shot. Right, but he's he's getting his fadeaway down. Yeah, I mean, I I would still. It would be a fun, you know, even though we're getting a little off the rails. I think that it would be a fun debate to have. Right. Like, um, because Durant's career, like we know, even though Nowitzki hasn't retired, his career is, you know, the way we're, how we're going to judge his career is over with. Like that, right. his peak is over. So we, but I, I don't know. I would take, because, because how many titles, how many scoring titles does he have? Who? Durant. I think he's got like two. Yeah. The, three. It seemed that period where he had like two in a row and he won the MVP. Right. It seemed like he and he talked about wanting to get like ten. Right. It seemed like that was very doable. You're right. like, who's going to stop this guy? Right. Um, and that's kind. He's kind of gotten away from that, and now he's a little bit of more of an all around player. Right. Um, but the fact that the team wasn't assembled around him, mm-hmm. uh, like it'd be different if everyone came to OKC and he was. Um, right. But anyway, anyway, we're getting a little off there, but uh, um, and. We'll talk a little bit. How are we doing? Are we good? Are we good. Um, want to talk a little bit about Rondo and then the playoffs? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Um, I can't decide if he's good or not. Like, I don't know if Rondo is is a good player. Yeah. No, R- Rondo is he's he's traditional point guard. You know, he can distribute the ball. He can run the offense. He'll be a general. He'll get everybody involved. He pass first, shoot second, and he's just a great. You know, engine to have on your team, and he can lock you up on defense. Yeah, I, I don't know when was the last time he was. I mean, was he has he been a great defender recently? I'm not he's sure. Been a great defender all his life because I remember those when they played against Miami when he was in Boston. Oh, those Boston years for sure. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I just remember him stripping Jason Williams at the middle of the court. When they needed it, when they needed a defensive stop, I remember he was the guy that made those play happen. And I remember when he stripped them in the middle of the court and he fell down and he hit the wide open man running the break. So Rondo has always been, when I think of a defensive point guard, 
Rondo's name is always in a miss. To me, he's kind of like a Gary Payton type of defender. I think so. But here's the thing. I, I feel like Payton would have never been traded in his prime. And he was, and, and Rondo was in Boston in 2014. He got traded to Dallas in 2014. Mm-hmm. He was in Sacramento in 2015. Chicago in 2016. United in New Orleans. I, like we we live in like kind of a point guard heavy league where it's not you know you can find a good point, but I, I, can't, I mean he's played on one two three four five teams in five years. Right. I mean, do good players, I, I, you know what I mean, get that kind of treatment? I think. Well, you also gotta remember, good players that that are like well known don't have that ACL tear. Yeah. So I think when he tore his ACL, I think that's what changed his career. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, It yeah. kind of changed his game because from what I've what I've been what I've been told is that when a player suffers that kind of injury, they're never the same. Right. Right. Because they're always subconscious of blowing out their knee. Yeah. So that's why they always lose their all uh, that kind of like that pep to them. Yeah. So I think Rondo, when he was in Boston, he was healthy. He was all over the place. He did everything. But I think once he tore his ACL, that's when you notice his career started to change. So had he not had his torn ACL, he might have had a different turnout than where he is now. Yeah. No, I, well, of course. I agree with that. I mean, I will say the one exception to the torn ACL rule is Westbrook. Like, he came back almost. He tore his ACL? Didn't he? No. I think he tore his uh, meniscus or something. It's just his meniscus. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think he tore his ACL. All right. I don't think he still would have been as explosive. Yeah, he's, he is now. he's crazy. Yeah, no, I don't, to my knowledge, he's never torn maybe his not. ACL. Maybe not, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Well, I would say, yeah, so it's interesting. I I, I mean, I just find that Rondo is, is such a, a, a fascinating player mm-hmm. because I kind of forgot he was in the league for a while. Right. Like, he seemed, he, I don't know, like, I don't even know how many point guards, like, I would, I'm, I would pick before I would get to him. But I feel like for a player who's won a title and was a contributing member and is still, um, you know, uh, good enough to – I mean, he's still – let's see. How old you is think he? he's top ten in today's league? In the league? Yeah. In point guards? Yeah. I mean, is he any different than Ricky Rubio? I mean, I think the stats are pretty close. They both can distribute the ball. They both can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. They both can play defense. Just one is younger than the other. They both have torn ACLs. So he's born in – oh, he's 32. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's at the end of his prime. Right, right, <laughs> for sure. I would say um, he's top 10. If you were to pick 10 point guards, would he be one of them? See, right now, I feel like the playoffs kind of, you know, I would say I would I would say yes now. But if, if I'm trying to name, um, obviously Curry, I'd pick Curry mm-hmm. first. Um, I think even now I'd pick Chris Paul before him. Yeah, Chris Paul still got it. You got Westbrook. Yeah, I'd pick Westbrook before him. Yeah. Teague, would you pick Teague before him? No. You wouldn't pick Teague before him? Jeff Teague? Yeah. No. Okay, okay. Jeff Teague really disappointed me in the playoffs. I feel it. Um, uh, 
And you got Ricky Rubio, which to me, Rondo and Rubio are pretty similar players. Rubio seems like he, well, I, I will say teammates seem to love Rondo, but it seems like there'd be less drama with Rubio. Yeah, but if you're talking about impact, I mean, yeah, true, but if you're talking about impact. Just impact. But I think because Rondo expects more for winning. You got to remember that. So when when he's getting mad, jawing at the mouth, it's because he wants to win. I think Rubio's a little too passive. Like, you know Rubio wants to win when Westbrook Westbrook made the comment that I'm going to shut that up. You think Rondo would have stayed quiet? No, he would have no. counterpunched with his own, you know, trash talking. Yeah, Rubio to me really didn't say much. He just played. Well, that's okay. I I, I don't. I mean, just because he didn't say anything, I, I I'm fine with that because not everybody would, have, you know. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it just shows you the level of com- level of competitiveness in the two. Rondo wants to win. He's just win, 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 whatever at all means, all costs. That's why when the Pelicans got smashed that one game, Rondo let it be known. His frustrations, and that's what a leader's supposed to do. You're supposed to hold your teammates accountable for their yeah. play. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I think, and this is kind of what like in the, the email I sent you. I think if he's in a very specific situation, then it's it's great for him right. and his teammates. Well, he has to be right. And I think that that's the thing with him. I think if he's making a playoff run with a team where he can distribute the ball, um, and he's got teammates that are better than him, better scores than him right then he's yeah cool but i think if you just he's definitely top 10 if you put him in minnesota i think he's just he's unhappy he's going to make your team worse so they'll make the playoffs i'd be interested i wonder if it they team's... will make the playoff. <laughs> you got Butler who can play defense. Well, I just use them as an example. Who can play defense? Well, I, yeah, I think that team. I was just use. I just meant like a just a random team. Like if if he's in better. Memphis, if he's in Memphis, right. Um, and they would have got a better seed. And they would not play. They would have to play the Rockets in the first round. He's about Rondo was on the Timberwolves. I think that would be a good fit for them because they're young, they're athletic. Rondo likes to get the ball and go. Who is the team? Who's the T Wolves? Is um, other other Q, star uh, point guard. Jeez, I don't even know. T Wolves PG. Let's see. Oh, it's yeah, Crawford Teague. Yeah, yeah. You said you said you wouldn't. And Crawford's out of his. Well, yeah, Crawford is. He's at his end of his career. We need to do one because um, I've heard Jamal Crawford's name brought up. Like, who is the worst player? To score 50 points in the NBA game. No, Jamal Crawford is not the worst player. No. That dude is a baller. I think so, too. No, but I've heard his name. I think it might be Cedric Sabalos. Rashad, Rashad Lewis. Rashad Lewis. What about Cedric Sabalos? He might. No, Cedric was a dunk champion. He, he was. Back when the dunk contest actually was, people wanted to watch it. He yeah. did a blindfold dunk with the when he was with Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> score. No, I think to me like Rashad Lewis, and I know there's been a bunch of scrubs that dropped fifty. Because I remember when it was the first game of the year when he was with Seattle, he dropped fifty points, and then I just wanted to look at the who's leading the league in scoring, and you have Rashad Lewis averaging fifty points a game after the first game of the year. Why well, did I know that he? Yeah. Wow, Charles Smith scored 50 in the game. 
Charles Smith. Charles, Dickens. yeah. Wow. He was with the Clippers, he did. That's back in the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Like 94? They, they've got Rashard Lewis seventh on this list. <laughs> Walt Wesley. He's, Corey Brewer scored 50. Cole, oh, I think that's right. That I remember. Brandon, I think Brandon Jennings. Yeah, he be. did it that long. But I don't think he's that here. bad. Yeah, but Brandon Jennings, I think, this is okay. Vernon Maxwell. No, Vernon was the truth. Oh, I agree. I agree. No, he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve yes, it. Yes, this list that. is this list is obviously designed to, to yeah, get people. No, I would argue. pick Vernon on my team. Even who was it? Uh, Kenny Smith. You ever hear Kenny Smith talk about Vernon Maxwell? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They do. They said that on this list I'm looking at Terrence Ross is the worst player. To Terrence play. Ross. I don't even know who. He is. Really? Andre Miller's on this list. Tony Andre Delk. wasn't bad. Andre Miller had a good career. So yeah. did Tony Delk. Tony Delk, uh, from Kentucky? Yeah. Uh, he was a good three-point shooter. He was a spot-up shooter. He was. I, I I do feel like he... I mean, he had a nice... I feel like he had a nice run to see. Mm, he's never starred in the NBA. He played the league for 10-plus season. So eight. But to go back to your question, Nick, yes, Rondo is a great player. And to this day... Could Rondo score 50? No. He can get 50 assists. (laughs) (laughs) No, but peak Rondo. I wonder if peak Rondo in Boston. I think if they had... They would have had to set out to try to get him 50. I think he could. No. No? No. If his shot was consistent, then I would say yes. Then yeah. But no, it's, it's not a consistent shot. So... Well... Let's this um let's we're at the forty five minute mark, which okay. I think is a good lane. Um, you wanted to to talk a little bit about the playoff seating. Yeah, what do you think, man? They the playoffs that it needs to be revamped. I yeah. mean, I just it's the Eastern Conference is just so boring to watch. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, I know everybody's talking about how great LeBron is and all this and that, but it's just it's just bad when you have LeBron. And then that's all you have out east. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the Raptors would have won a game or two, I'd be okay. The Eastern is pretty competitive, but you don't because when you go from the Pacers, who had I don't, did they have any All Star guys this year? Oladipo. He was an All Star player. Yeah, he might be All NBA. But, but was he an All Star player because of injuries? Because of John Wall. I think Oladipo is better than John Wall. Now, I know, but my question is, did he make the All Star because of injury? Was he a first selection by the committee? I don't know. He's, I don't know. I, but I think Oladipo might get All NBA and John. And so, right? Because uh, I, I would take. I mean, see, see if he was an All Star this year. But go ahead. Go ahead. But what were you saying about the Pacers, though? No, but I, I, what I was just saying was that the the Eastern it needs a good shakeup. I mean, the the Eastern's been bad for years. Yeah, and then when you have the Western Con- Western Conference, when you have like the Rockets, you have the Spurs, you have the Thunders, you have um, the Warriors, you have the uh, the Jazz. You got all those guys beating each other up, even from the seventh seed, which is um, the Pelicans. No, I know the West is definitely loaded. Like I think if like I think you could take. Like if Utah was in the the East, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I how much know. better would the matchups would be? Okay, if you seeded from one through sixteen, uh, so, it would be better because you would get you you would get a, a, 
the, the point of a tournament, I think, is for the games to get better as be the, more the tournament. competitive. Yeah, so I think you would. I, I think um, it's it's really tough with the seeding because the Cavs sort of messed it up this year because they they're really the number, they should be the number one seed in the East. Right. Like they're the. I don't know. The Celtics are playing great. You have you have to give them props too. Right. Even right. Even with what they have, they're playing great. Well, but but we agree that they're not the fourth best no. team. So no, they're not. I mean, they yeah. should be. Uh, Cavaliers should have been number two. Yeah. And then because I think to me, the the Celtics they have a much bigger mountain to climb in the second round than what the Cavaliers have, and they're dominating the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I think the Raptors will beat the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, you think the Raptors beat the Celtics? Yeah, I think so too. I think they so. Do. That's what makes the Celtics a tougher challenge, and for them to be number one, and then, you know, because all the injuries what held them back to be the third seed or the second seed. Because what what was the Cavaliers this year? They were fourth, right? Yeah, they were the fourth seed, and the Pacers were the fifth seed. So you had the 76ers in the third, the Celtics in the second, yeah. It doesn't say if Oladipo was hurt, or if, if there was someone who was hurt. Right. Would, um, no, no, I, I feel like I, I, I think it would be, I don't think it would hurt to try. Right. Like if you, because you can experiment with it one year. I think the one thing, it does, because I think one of the ways we measure people's legacies is if like, we say, oh, he didn't make it to the finals. And we've done it today a little bit. He didn't right. make it to the finals, but he made it to the the conference finals. Right. So that kind of, you know, you get some extra points for that. To my uh, legacies? Yeah. I don't think nobody looks at how far they went unless you never won a ring and you're talking about getting to the Hall of Fame. But if you're counting how many, ring, how many like a legend, then the, the rings stack up. Yeah. People say, people say Tracy McGrady... He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because he only made it past the first round once. Yeah. But then when you're arguing about who's better, Michael or Bird or LeBron, then you bring the rings into the mix. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I would say I'm 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 willing to. I, I think and I think the NBA is gonna move to that because there's nothing wrong with you can always change it back if it doesn't work. Right. You know. So. But, I, but if the Cavalier, okay, so if if say we did the one through sixteen seating. Yeah. Okay. You have the. What do you call it? The uh, Rockets, they were like 10 games ahead of uh, the Warriors or something like that. They were up big. So they were number one. And then the Warriors were number two. Then you had the Raptors were three. Then you had the, um, what do you call it? The Celtics were four. Then you had the um, the Spurs were like the fifth. Then you had the... Um, the uh, um, Have we said the Cavs yet? The 76ers were like six. So the, the Cleveland Cavaliers would have been like seven seed or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they would have played. They would have played like the eighth seed or something like that, or the no, they would have played like a fourth seed or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they would end up playing like the not the Warriors, but like the Spurs or something in the first round. Yeah. Which to me that would have been a lot better matchup than watching the Pacers play in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I think I wonder too if it's a logistics thing too, because I mean. With the cross, I think it, I wonder if it's the they 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 don't want too many cross country flights all through the playoffs. Like teams having to travel, I, I wonder if that's part of it. If the, if it's just a just just you don't want the Celtics 
and the Warriors. You don't want the Celtics to have to to fly to Golden State and vice versa, and then turn around and then have to fly to Los Angeles, and you know what I mean. Like I think yeah. that I could see how that could maybe take a toll on players and the games quality. Uh, I don't know. But it's interesting. It's something worth. I, I mean, I know it's been discussed a lot, but I, I would. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, I think anything to try to make the NBA more interesting, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm down with. Because I think that when it comes to the league, kind of like we were saying earlier, like depending on how you ask a question, you can get a different answer. You know, for you know, and I feel like how, how you tinker with things, you can get a, a, a different result. Right. Even if it's you know, um, you know, even if you're 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 trying to measure the same thing, you you switch one thing up, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, yeah. like, like if they do the if they had seated it like that when Tracy McGrady was in his prom, maybe he makes it past the first round, right? You know, and and right. so these conversations change a little bit. So, right. um, I don't know. It's it, it is uh it is a fascinating thing. I think what um it would be good to see what happens with the final four. So um, I think what we, I think uh, we are at yeah the fifty three minute mark. I think that's a good yeah. good stopping point, man. Uh, thanks for coming through. Absolutely. We'll uh, maybe in like the ne- you know the next couple of the next week or so, yeah. come through, see where things are at, and um, kind of move forward from there, man. Yeah. All right, thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah, dude. All right, beautiful people. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, do not forget to. Um, like us, add us, download us on as many different devices as possible, and we will be back. Uh, I'm not gonna say next week, but 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 in the, but soon with another with another. Uh, let me ask you this podcast. I uh, I am Nick Bush, and I am Frankie Rivera. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs>